This is Consensu, the podcast, episode 490 for the week of March 6th, 2022. Welcome to Konzenshu, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Konzenshu. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Hey, we do podcasts here. Crickets. Sometimes. Crickets. <laughs> I was looking and apparently it was August, the last time we did a podcast episode. That feels like yesterday to me. But I know the rest of the internet does not live in the uh, the mic sense of time and space. Uh, here we are in March of the following calendar year with a new podcast episode. Uh, let Konzenshu be nothing, if not the most timely in the content here. Uh, we got a new movie coming out. The manga arc's coming to a close. And we're going to talk about DLC from, I don't know, like nine months ago. Because, of course, we are... This here episode on Consensu the Podcast, apparently our 490th numbered episode. We're covering Trunks, the Warrior of Hope, the final DLC pack from, well, I assume the final DLC pack from uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, perhaps the worst named Dragon Ball video game in the history of the franchise. My name is Mike, and may see me around as Vegito EX, a uh, voice we heard up front, my competition. <laughs> Hi, it's it's me, Randy. I don't know if I should plug the competition right up front or if that's a later <laughs> No, thing. you get it at the end of the show. Thank you okay, very much. Okay, <laughs> okay. No problem. I respect where I'm at. I'm glad to have you here. Uh, we have another voice on the line. Actually, both y'all folks from uh, last time we talked about this game. We got Randy. We also got Ken. Yo. Yeah, that, the first Kakarot podcast we did was, I think, my first appearance on here. And man, the nervous energy I had going into that, I don't have it this time. So let's have... Fun today. Oh, good. I'm so excited. And why is that? Is it because you just got over, you know, like you had your cherry popped and that's it? Or is it yeah. just hanging out over time since then? And I mean, it's difficult being a fan of of people for a long time. And then, and then you know, it's yeah. like uh, imposter syndrome, you know. Which I still have, you know, it's been, what, 24 years running the site and it never goes away. So, all right. Like I said, there's so much stuff going on in Dragon Ball right now. I'm not going to worry about any of it. We're just going to do this so I can get back to doing a podcast because I don't remember how to do this. Um, if that's not obviously clear to everyone who's listening right now. Thank you. Offer me up your strength and your support. I mean, uh, what's what's the line? Genkyo wakate kure. I think you got it. <laughs> Let's just go right into the topic because if not i will just keep stammering until someone stops me so here we go dragon ball z kakarot as i said the uh, best slash worst title game in the history of the franchise mm. oh not an open world game i call it a fopen world game am i the first person to ever coin that phrase because if not i would like to cash some checks on that i think that's great tm 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 we'll just say right there uh-huh, so, uh-huh. I'm, thank I'm, you. I'm writing thank the you. entry on urban dictionary right now <laughs> <All right. laughs> appreciate it um action rpg telling the story from raditz to boo is genre listed in japan is a quote goku experience rpg which i think is the uh the better way to categorize it uh kakarot was basically 
a fighting game dressed up with uh, some minor exploration and RPG item equipping and lots of fun dialogue. The game came out at the beginning of 2020, which feels like yesterday to me, but apparently it's been out for over two years now. Uh, the group that you're listening to right now, myself, Mike, Randy, and Ken, we reviewed the base game back on episode 481. We have apparently not even done 10 episodes <laughs> since that time. Uh, you may want to check that out if you haven't already or if you just want to recap. Um, but this here episode, we're not talking about the full game. We are going to review the Full Trunks DLC pack, which is the third of DLCs that they put out for it. Uh, this includes story-related content, as opposed to kind of the prior ones, but we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, there actually can be an R story-related spoilers for what we're going to talk about in this game. You're like, oh, you're, it's, the, it's the Trunks TV special. I, I already know what happens in the Trunks TV special. Maybe there's some game stuff. No, if you don't know what you don't know, then there will be story spoilers in our review. And this will be full spoiler cast, as the cool kids say when they do podcasts. Uh, just be aware of that going into this review. I'm trying to explain it best I can without spoiling it right here. Let's just say it's uh, it was a, it was a pretty super pack of content here. Um, let's go into our short version of thoughts on the game just to kind of like set the stage for people. Uh, Ken, I want to start with you because you platinumed it twice. Yep. <laughs> as, as far as one can platinum a game on Steam and then platinum it again on PlayStation. Yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> what can I say? I love it. I mean, I'm talking about uh, when I finished uh, the PS4 version of the game, my Goku was at level 281, I think. So uh, I have no problem playing this game for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. I loved it. What was it specifically about the game that kind of caught you? Was it the the writing, gameplay, the overall presentation? I mean, the writing's great, but there's only so much of it. So, I mean, what, yeah. what kept me around was the gameplay. I love the way it controls. I love how fast-paced it is. Elements of, you know, the Super Sonic Warriors games in there and, and just mm. how I feel like the, con- the combat's constantly flowing, and uh, at least the way I play it, but yeah, just... Uh, so good. Uh, Randy, what were your initial thoughts on the uh, the original base game? Um, I'm trying to remember back to that episode that we did, and I I feel like I wasn't as... Uh, I was I was more harder on it, uh, yeah. but coming back to playing this, this trunk stuff, I was like, man, what was I really upset about? This game is actually really fun and good, and like, I don't know, maybe it was uh, our conversation before and, and Ken's infectious energy sure, that made yeah. me want to look at it from a different point of view, but... Um, I mean, it's a it's it's different from most of the Dragon Ball games we've gotten recently. So maybe it's the fact that it's fresh and it's a new experience versus uh, you know like Xenoverse um, that made it uh, more fun. But I don't know. You know, it's a good way to to, to reinterpret and re enjoy the uh, original story. So um, writing, I, I think also having the Kikuchi score there really yeah, yeah. up to the game. So. I had forgotten about that, actually, when I went back into this. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, do you think, and maybe we'll get to this. I'm, I'm sure we'll get to this. It also being kind of like the, the Trunks DLC, kind of like this condensed, like, singular package experience kind of, like, cuts down on some fluff and makes it a little more enjoyable. I would say so, because you don't have complete uh, freedom to do everything that the base game has. Yeah, yeah. Um, at least I didn't feel compelled that I had to also like fill out my community boards the whole time or yeah. do anything else like that. Spoilers, I didn't touch any of that. This time. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's one thing that was great is that all of the progress you had from the base game mm-hmm. with the community board carried over into this one. So I went into it basically fully powered trunks and Gohan 
from hmm. the start. Uh, as for me, Kakarot is a game that I like more in theory and in retrospect than when I actually play it. Um, especially right now, I'm coming into this, I'm like, yeah, I really love this. And <laughs> while actively playing it, I think back to all the times I was just like screaming at the game, like... Did I really love it? Um, mm, mm, tough call. But uh, I, I think it does a lot right. It doesn't do a lot particularly novel, but I think it's just like a, a solid like B effort for what it is. So, all right. So that's a, a recap of our original feelings on the game. This it, We mentioned this is the third DLC pack for the game following uh, effectively Battle of Gods and then Resurrection F. Um, and this one's different from those. And this is something, Ken, I'm hoping you can speak a little more to, because I know you were at least making notes on characters from the Resurrection F stuff. But the mm-hmm. Battle of Gods and Resurrection F stuff is more just like a boss gauntlet and level up kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the Beerus stuff especially was just uh, fight Whis a bunch of times. And then once you're at a high enough level, you can fight fight Beerus. Uh, they're, they're almost intended for people playing the game the first time. Because you can access the Beerus stuff right from the beginning if you bought Kakarot with the DLC right from the start. And then, yes. So I did actually start playing it. And yeah, and I thought it was super weird because I had played through the game to completion. And so then as you're unlocking things, it's like, okay, you've unlocked Super Saiyan. Goku's like, um, actually, I already have this. So that led me to think, like, oh shit, does just like unlock stuff early for you to kind of like easy mode? Easy mode on top of easy mode, the game. Basically, yeah. Um, so it's just a lot of that gameplay that I like in the Beerus stuff. But I think the Frieza DLC is where the the writing for this game really starts to shine. In okay. a lot of the okay. subquests. Uh, the stuff with, I don't remember his Japanese name, but Pomelo from Planet Temp. Mm. who has he's gathering the Dragon Balls for Frieza. And then you have the whole thing with the Ultra Ginyu Force. And then Jis breaks off to make his own squad. That's himself and and Qe and uh, Zarbon and Dodoria. It's just lots of really cute writing, which is what I thought was always the strongest point of the base game. Nice. Okay. Maybe I might have to check that one. I was the Battle of Gods thing was not doing it. I, I started it right after I finished Trunks. It's like, oh, you know, I got the game installed again. I might as well poke around and stuff. I'm like, oh, never mind. I'm not going to do this one. So, all right, maybe I'll do that. There was also like those large battles that you would do in Resurrection F against like 100 plus opponents or whatever, which, I mean, it was kind of a, a neat twist on how the combat already worked, but I kind of found it pretty fun. All right. Yeah, if I'll you like the out. gameplay, it's good. Uh, the Trunks pack, this is a roughly 10 to 12 hour game. I don't know how long you all played. Ken, of course went balls to the wall on everything here but for for me it was like 11 i think i was only like seven or eight and i really really went hard leveling trunks he was at level 164 when i finished i wonder what the hell i was doing then well anyway <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically a totally separate game from the main game um like you start at is trunks at level one when you start i i feel like no i, I think it was like 25 like or something oh did he have yeah. something okay i mean it didn't feel like you were end game it, it felt appropriate for where he was because he's got to level and train up and be ready to fight 17 and 18 uh you can just level him up all the way um it, it's so separate that it's well, apparently, like Battle of Gods and Resurrection F, you have to go to the separate add-on menu, and that's where you access it. Um, I thought it was from the the main, main title screen that you could get to it, but no, you have to actually go into an in-progress or completed save file uh, and then access the add-ons menu, and that's where the DLC packs were. So I was a little, I wasn't entirely sure where to go to get to it, and I just thought that would be helpful maybe for someone to know. Uh, maybe another helpful piece of information, it is included as part of the season pass. Uh, if you buy that, the full experience 
expansion gets you Battle of Gods, Resurrection F, and Trunks. And that's been regularly going on sale. I think I bought it the, the past for $15-ish myself at some point. It's regularly, it's either 25 or 30 something like that. You, you could just buy this one <laughs> and just play it. And it's basically its own self-contained game. We're going to get into the game, but we are talking about, again, this is full spoilers on everything. So we're talking about the game story as it relates to all of the media it's going to be pulling from. And kind of where I want to start on that is, uh, as, as we talked about with the original game, Kakarot really felt like, and the developers at CyberConnect really... Like they were drawing from an expanded level of canonicity. <laughs> like we would get references to things that I've only ever read from Julian translating from a magazine or the back of a book or something and have that kind of thing referenced in a video game felt really fresh and really sincere and authentic. And as we're going to talk about with this DLC pack, uh, it's kind of more of the same. That said, I think it's curious, still at this point in 2022, obviously the pack came out last year, the accepted canonicity of Trunks's events always seem to follow the TV special as opposed to the manga. And I've certainly had many conversations on this podcast and across the internet about what is the canon for the franchise. And I think what a lot of people bring to the table without realizing that they're saying this is the one I like the most is the one that's canon. And it's funny how the Trunks TV special seems to be that accepted version for everyone, including the rights holders, <laughs> despite the fact that there is a manga version that is an original that is different from here. It's like the Trunks TV special is the base. This is where I break from from tradition because I, I rewatched uh, the Trunks special and the episode where he finishes things up after the cell arc. I watched those last night. Yeah. I have not, still don't, I, I do not like the Trunk special. There's something about it that feels very off to me. It's very like mournful and dreary and just intentionally not with the tone of the series. Hmm. I prefer the manga version. Now, having said that, Trunks uh, kneeling over Gohan's dead body and then transforming into Super Saiyan is such an iconic moment that I have to personally accept that that is the version of events i'm surprised i didn't know there anybody that would prefer the manga not that i'm saying you're wrong <laughs> obviously but just uh, yeah i mean i think it is that comes down to what do you like more that's canon to me i don't i don't want to turn this into a, a debate about the drug story but it's like <laughs> right, that's, right. yeah that's that's kind of my jam I, I definitely align with the the tv uh specials uh events I mean, it makes for a an objectively more dramatic moment when he's standing over a dead body and like that's the trigger for it as opposed to, oh, he's already got it. Uh, I guess let's tell the rest of the story. Again, I, ju I just think it's a, a curious point that especially in a game whose, I wouldn't say entire point, but like a, a significant portion of its identity is the like expanded canonicity that it's a TV special. That's the base. So let's talk about the game a little bit. The first half-ish uh, is roughly the same as the TV special. We're, of course, having some extra things because it's a game, so you have quests and other stuff to do. Um, let's sit in this portion of the game for a little bit. And we're, of course, going to talk about some gameplay things and game design things, but let's stick with story for a little bit. Um, what I want to focus on is we kind of all know the story of the Trunks TV special. Theoretically, if you're listening to episode 490 of 
of Kanzenshu. You've seen the Trunks TV special. What I love about what they've done here is what I love about what they did in the base game as well. It's kind of like the little moments where you get an extra line of dialogue or another scene. And there were kind of three things that stuck out at me. Um, the first one was Trunks and Gohan sitting by the fire and hearing Trunks uh, or, or having Trunks hear Gohan talk about his own training to fight Nappa and Vegeta. Like, oh, right. That is that Gohan. Those events did happen to this character. And to, to hear about it from this like alternate future perspective was really neat. And I loved how Gohan then went to compare that to, oh, it's kind of like how my dad had to train to fight Piccolo. Um, it's like these are the conversations that would have happened were it not limited to you know, a 45 minute TV special, they, they would be sitting around having these moments and having the game expand on it a little bit. Again, felt really authentic to me. In in that scene that you're talking about, there's a moment where Gohan vocalizes to Trunks. He tells Trunks, you are the, the hope, which is something that he just has in inner monologue in the special. And I'm not even sure if it's in the manga, but uh, he tells Trunks, you are the hope, not me, it's you. Yeah. And uh, we'll come back to that later, but that's something that echoes throughout the, uh, this this DLC that um, really ties everything together thematically. And I, I really loved that moment. Yeah, I agree. Because it's always like, well, Gohan, you're also half Saiyan, half Earthling. So what's more special about Trunks than you? Um, and I think, yeah, I agree. I think they pull it off in that respect. Randy, I have other moments, but is there anything you want to touch on here? Um, it's not uh, that moment for the campfire, which, like you said, uh, is pretty excellent. But I was looking through my screenshots from when I was playing. Yeah. And I don't remember the, the start of the conversation, but I, there was just one moment where they're talking about Gohan wearing uh, the gi that he wears. And he says that he he does it to kind of like feel more... Uh, like embodying the strength that his father had. Hmm. Um, and I was like, this is very cool of expanding on that and getting us more into like what Gohan felt and what he thought, despite like this being the same Gohan we've known since he was a kid, but having gone through everything he's gone through, like what kind of person is he now? And uh, yeah, it's a lot of these little moments in the writing that kind of does a job in, in service to the story and expanding on that, especially for fans who've, who've, digested this so many different ways and thought about you know what what is if i could get more of this what would it be like and it really kind of does a good job there and it's not just that scene with gohan it's the moments where you're playing as trunks and you're flying around and you run into uh the turtle hermit and you run yeah, into chi chi yeah. and there's this fantastic part you know for as much as we criticize the turtle hermit and perhaps rightfully so there's an amazing part in this game where he confronts 17 and 18 and uh, has a nice like mentor moment with Trunks that yes. it, you never get any of that kind of stuff in, in the original series. That was a pain point for me that maybe I'll talk about at some point, <laughs> but gameplay related. Uh, but I agree. I agree on that. And speaking of gameplay, it's like it's going to be a fetch quest kind of game. Like you're going to need to go get five fish or trinkets or whatever um but i think they did a good job tying it into the actual narrative like when the time machine is not quite ready but almost ready that's a perfect time for the game to do something with the narrative and it makes sense that like oh trunks can you go get me these parts i need for the time machine and tie that into a side quest like that actually makes sense and i don't feel ridiculous about going to get the five trinkets because like yeah 
she would need that. That makes sense. Yeah, she doesn't have access to, you know, her distributors anymore. They've all been, you know, destroyed. So, <laughs> right. you know, it's Trunks is there. He could ha- certainly help out in procuring those things. It makes sense. There are those couple points in the story, or at least in the TV special, where, like, he comes back, or he gets beat up, and, like, some days go by, and, you know, he's recovered, but the time machine's not ready. Like, these are just, oh, it's perfect for a game to do something here. Some of the uh, those fetch quests, you know, having played the base game, I knew probably to expect some of this. Uh-huh. So I made sure that I was collecting things. I went along. I wasn't selling anything to the few stores that are still open in the game. And mm-hmm. uh, so when it came time for that one fetch quest, uh-huh. Did you already uh, I was have- just like, well, I, I have most of this. So it was only like, maybe that's why I was only spent seven hours in the game. <laughs> sure, sure. There was one, I think I had to go over and like mine off of those tiny little beach islands. I think there's something I had to go get over there. Maybe that, I think that was this mission stuff for the mm-hmm. time machine, like some kind of special ore, but I was able to get it right away. I found it hard to find some things sometimes. I don't remember if I felt this way in the base game. There's definitely something like there's a little, one little item down at the bottom of a tree in some area. And it just, I never saw it. And I kept going into scanner mode and like, I'm not finding anything here. Um, I don't know what they could have done differently for stuff like that, but like you get to find just something on the ground somewhere and it's over there. You get a little circle on your map and I'm like, I've run circles through this circle and I can't find that item, but it's here somewhere. I know it is. Yeah, I think you we're doing everything right. You're going around in that circle and you're going into like sensing or scanning mode that usually helps it out. And I had to do that a, a couple of times. I also didn't have to run around and collect everything because I had already been doing that. But um, yeah, there's certainly a couple of times where I just <laughs> had to do that too. One other story element I want to touch on, and it's the end of this part of the game. And that's after defeating 17 and 18. It's a real nice touch to have Trunks fly around talking to Chi-Chi and the Turtle Hermit to tell them that it's over. Like, yeah, that's I think he would have had to go do like someone needs to learn that 17 and 18 have been defeated and to have Trunks be the one to do it. And there's a line that Chi Chi delivers to Trunks. I know we're we're spoiling things, but I don't actually want to spoil what that line is and the way she delivers that line to Trunks. But it kind of like melted my heart, man. Yeah, they nailed it. Like they they nailed the emotion and, and the gravity of everything in that one little scene. Oh, yeah, there was I think you also had to like go and talk to her. This is like after the time skip after Gohan had passed. And it's like, oh, I should go check in on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're hesitant to. Yeah, like even me as a player, I'm like, oh, I'm really scared. Do I really want to do this? Yeah. That's going to be rough. (laughs) Oh, man. They they handled those moments just perfectly. My, the story thing I want to touch on is actually tied to the gameplay. Okay. And that's the whole part where you're as uh, Gohan and Trunks. And you're having to avoid the androids Ooh, in the city. Some of that stuff was rough. Like I could not figure out for the life of me how to avoid those like spy not spy robots, but whatever those sensor things were. I Randy, you told me how to do it. I'm like, I'm doing that. It's just not working. <laughs> <laughs> I think I alerted them once, um, but otherwise I was pretty good at, at taking out the the central ones and clearing the the space. So Initially, I thought, oh, this is such a cool idea. Like, we, we're low level. We're not yeah. going to be able to handle fighting them and having these things that are going to alert them. Like, ooh, this is going to be really tense. And then I jumped into it. And at least for me, I was like, okay, well, like, I cleared that out pretty easily. Maybe it'll get harder. And it didn't. But um. <laughs> if, if they show up, is this where it gives you some, like, cool conditions to, to try and do? Yeah, I think it's like lower their health to like a certain percentage. Um, and then you can like start to, to get away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, they can be kind of tough fights. It's always good to make sure you've got uh, health items equipped, which mm-hmm. I was never super good at remembering to do. But. <laughs> but also, these particular fights, like they're actually, it's, it's on a game over situation. If you lose, it's just like, oh, and they woke up in the hospital or back at home and you go back out again. And I feel like that broke me for some other fights. I'm like, all right, well, if I lose this, whatever, apparently they go, oh, no, no, that's game over. And I have not saved in an hour. Oh, okay. I play a lot of games with stealth mechanics, right? Like Metal Gear or uh, Hitman. I'm so bad at them. I'm so bad at this. Yeah. So when a game that I'm playing has what I judge to not be good stealth mechanics, (laughs) it's a, uh, a major detractor. So... I avoided anything to do with these stealth robots or or whatever they were, sensor robots, as much as I could. Yeah, yeah. And I think I really only had to deal with them the one time. Um, They're actually, you can just avoid the areas that they're in. You can. Yeah, yeah. Just fly around it. I kind of want to step back a little bit because I have not played since the game came out and we did the the base game review. So it was a little tough for me to get back into the swing of things. Like the aforementioned uh, equipping items, uh, health items. Like I forgot that that was the thing you do because part of the game's artificial difficulty is just enemies have lots of health and super armor. And no matter what you do, you will just have to use healing items on yourself. Oh, I forgot that's what this game was. Luckily, the the game does seem to dish out some of those like rare items to you pretty early and, and frequently that you can just sell for. Like I just bought 99 of whatever like health item i needed um but this kind of tied into um one of the story bits we were talking about earlier where the turtle hermit confronts 18 and and you kind of like jump in on it i'm like oh i thought this was just like a little side story i didn't know i would be fighting i have no items i am under leveled this is a nightmare uh but then i ended up just spamming the masenko and that worked i also forgot that you could charge your key in the game so like it was rough man getting back into this game and remembering how it all worked it did not come back to me um like some of the other prior (laughs) games have done the biggest thing for me was relearning how to fly oh i still didn't figure it out by the dozen hours You know, you start running out of um, breath underwater, and even though it doesn't play, you start hearing the sonic music in your head. <laughs> and there's something about the controls. I don't know if it's just having played so many Dragon Ball games, and they're all just slightly differently controlled that I never quite picked it back up again. Anything else? I'm, I'm kind of like putting a, a line in the sand here, because from here on out, we're going to talk a little bit more spoiler-y stuff that you might not know about in this game. Um, so is there anything from this part that anyone wants to bring up before we get on to some more story stuff? Yeah, just kind of overall, there are a lot of minor touches in this game that necessarily I wouldn't expect from something that's just like a, a really glorified tie-in. Yeah, yeah. Like West City... At, at, as not to spoil anything, but as you go through the story, uh, West City changes, and it goes from destroyed to there being cranes rebuilding the the, the city, and then you see uh, eventually you see a rebuilt version of it, and it's just little things like that. And Ginger Town being rebuilt, it's just it's a very you know hope with two exclamation sure. marks, uh-huh. you know. And who wrote that? Trunks, and it even <laughs> says. Here's the hope that I wrote. Hope for <laughs> Gohan. Hope for my mom. Yeah. Um, I think there was one thing, and I, I'm trying to remember because it's been a few weeks, but a thing that stuck in my brain about least the story in this first part is, doesn't Bulma bring up that how time travel works ahead of time of like, you're not going to be able to affect anything that happens back then, but at least you'll make a better world for them. Right. Which I felt detracted from 
Trunks learning that after going back, giving Goku the heart medicine and coming back, like nothing has changed, but I'm still going to go back there because mm-hmm. they deserve to be helped. Like it makes it more of him being selfless and because he thought he would get something out of it, but, sure, he didn't, sure. but he's going to go for it anyway. At least, if I'm remembering correctly, I think that she does bring up like that's how it's going to work. She definitely explains it at some point. I don't remember myself yet if it was at that point or later for stuff mm-hmm. we're about to talk about, but yeah, I see where you come from there. I could just continue to gush over the character writing in this game all day long. Uh, you know, when I was I was looking back through some of my screenshots to refresh myself. Yeah, it uh, seems like we all today. took screenshots along the way. Yeah, and there's the conversation. You know, in the in the series when Trunks comes back and he says like he tells Bulma that you know he met you know he spent time with his dad and everything right. and and he's like oh he's actually you know he's not so bad and uh, he got angry when I died and Bulma's like oh I, I'm surprised. But then it cuts to this part where you fight Vegeta in the Room of Spirit and Time, and they have this great conversation that, I don't know, it felt like they were imposing the super version of Vegeta onto Mm, (laughs) the cell arc Vegeta, but I just love that moment of Vegeta being like, hey, you're my son, you know, you should have this pride and train and you know i know you'll go back and you'll take care of those androids you know you can do this and it's just like such an inspiring moment from that perhaps unearned maybe for that version of vegeta Mm, but stuff like that really makes my hair stand on end all right you you said a word there you've invoked it we are crossing the line in the sand so uh this dlc pack covers yes the trunks tv special specifically as opposed to the manga chapter uh, as we talked about, it also covers DBC episode 194, which uh, corresponds to chapters 419 and 420, blaze them up. Um, then we get credits. And then we go into Dragon Ball Super Manga chapter 16. <laughs> and then we get credits again. <laughs> uh, there, there's so much to say uh, about this here. Um, I think the first most important thing is, Randy, you realized, or you didn't realize, rather, that you weren't dumped the game. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. I think I had uh, put something in the Discord chat of like, well, got credits. And Ken had asked, which credits? What happened? <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> oh, no. To be fair, like, I, I knew I, I had seen, like, a video of stuff that happens later on Twitter, like, after the, the DLC dropped. And I was yeah. like, oh, cool. They're doing that stuff. And then it completely wiped from my brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Um, all right. So I think this is not fairly, but extremely notable for being the first Dragon Ball game to go all in on super manga specific content like this. We've had, and there was actually a thread in the forum about this. We've had some other minor items like heroes in particular. Um, Vegeta's gamma burst flashes in heroes. And that's an attack that Toyotaro came up with himself for the manga. The gods of destruction attacks from the exhibition in the manga are in heroes as well. But this is like the big one and the first big one, uh, things like Super Saiyan God Vegeta that didn't happen in a game until after the Broly movie came out Um, and obviously that's an animated adaptation so to have a game go whole hog and like it's not just referencing it like it is it it is that chapter and it expands upon it 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 was super fucking cool (laughs) I don't remember where I wrote this in the notes oh I have it down here below Um, I've been doing this a really long time like I've been a Dragon Ball fan since 96 and as soon as I got into the series I played like a bunch of the old games and I played all the contemporary games I have played every single Dragon Ball video game I have played Raditz Taboo so many fucking times that my head wants to explode and so I'm really a, a proponent for I don't want to just play the series I want to do something new and so Heroes is 
novel and interesting in that way. Xenoverse, even when it recaps the series, at least it goes off in its own direction. So I feel like a hypocrite saying it was amazing playing that manga chapter because it was it hasn't been done before. So it was kind of like the excitement of seeing them go for it in that respect but also the excitement of like oh shit like they're voicing it and it like it's it's a fully realized version of that story that i already liked from the manga just wild to me i i loved it so much and it wasn't just tacked on because they did like you know pre-rendered cutscenes for the whole thing that was that was part of the meat of the whole thing. It wasn't just an afterthought. So that was very impressive that, yeah, they did go whole hog. It didn't actually dawn on me that we were in direct Toyotaro territory because, like, the, the PSP game had kind of done this this kind right. of a story before. Mm-hmm. So I just chalked it up to that. Like, oh, cool, we're going to see what happens. You know, we'll go through a series of fights. But then there's the pose that Trunks does when he's wearing the, the Kaioshin outfit. Uh-huh, and he uh-huh. strikes a certain pose that's direct out of a panel from the manga. And then I was like, oh, the Mad Men actually did it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a full expansion on that. I mean, the chapter is, I forget how many pages, because chapter 16 was still early on. So I forget where in the like page count expansion that was. But like it's it's all of that content and fully realized like conversations surrounding everything, like connective tissue between the events in that chapter. Um, it's the full goddamn thing. And it it felt great. Uh, kind of sucks to not have Joji Anami doing Bobbity. Um I forget who's playing him now. I want to say it's Bin Shimada that does Bobbity now and not my favorite performance. Oh, and also Kaioshin is the, the second Kaioshin. I forget who uh, his voice is, but whenever Yuji Mitsuya is not available, they have like a backup Kaioshin who comes in and does him. <laughs> he did GT. Um, he didn't do Kai. Mitsuya came back for Kai, uh, but this was uh, the, the second Kaioshin. But he's, he's close enough and I, I've heard him enough over the years. I'm like, oh, okay, this is like the other Kaioshin. Um, but yeah, um out just fucking nails it throughout this entire thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just so cool to do this whole thing that was a chapter in the manga or like they showed like a scene or two in the uh, TV anime of Super. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we had talked about like if this thing was the one you liked the most of that's canon to you. And I yeah, feel yeah. like after this, like, well, what's the story for that? Okay. Well, you want to experience this DLC pack from this one game that came up. <laughs> right. Right. Ago? This is the that's, canonical version. Yeah, exactly. Because it's just all encompassing and it's so good and it just dives into everything about it. Yeah. And it's such a direct adaptation that I was really expecting to see Goku black at the very end. I was too. I think that was kind of a missed opportunity. Like just I don't know, panning back and it kind of like crossfades into like a dark destroyed timeline and you just no. hear like a laugh or so- something. No, I don't know. Oh, this is Trunks the Warrior of Hope. You don't want to end on something dark and dreary like that where <laughs> yeah. Bulma's going to end up dead in five minutes. No, don't do that. Don't remind me. <laughs> I've joked multiple times on Twitter about the narration bit. Uh, in the manga where it's like, so long as Trunks was around, the future would be okay, you know, and it's, so, <laughs> and how that's not the case. But right. I, I liked, yeah, the theme of this was hope. And, and I think to include Goku Black would have cheapened it significantly. 
So while it would have been cool to see him, I'm I am glad that that in the end he was not there. Sure, narratively and emotionally it makes sense, but if we're gonna <laughs> keep fanboying out on stuff, it would have been nice to see. Speaking of, I I really would have appreciated Awakaze no Hope, Blue Wind of Hope, playing Ooh. over credits or something. We didn't get it, and I feel like. You could have put in a song there. Time to go do an edit in Premiere. Here yeah, I go. That is, yeah, I'm going to put in Goku <laughs> Black too. Like someone, <laughs> someone open up Blender and get me some CG models into this game. You can rip it out of Xenoverse or Fighters or something, right? Is that oh, how yeah, that works? for sure. Yeah. I, I feel like this whole part of the game was just gushing because it was so new and, and, and fun to experience like this for the first time. Um, but was there anything about this part of the game that um, stuck out to you in any other way, like gameplay-wise or narrative-wise? I just like spending time with Trunks like this. For me, you know, Trunks is uh, a character that I would always be like, I prefer Kid Trunks. This game, in a weird way, gave me a whole new appreciation for for future trunks and it's down to him getting to be like in these weird gag situations like i'm sure we all want to talk about the frieza force and how they have (laughs) unlocked the ultimate power of panties yes yes (laughs) and it's just trunks getting to be in these bizarre situations that really endeared him to me you know, and that's what I love about the opening of movie seven, actually, is just him being with all these other perverts and just being completely out of his element. It's that kind of Trunks energy. Oh, yeah, it super is. It's it's nice for that. And then also just the the different situation that Trunks is in versus standard Dragon Ball, mm-hmm. where like, you know, he doesn't have the power of his friends to help out with anything like it's yeah, just yeah. him. And, you know, it is, like, more of a dark and dreary story because he is all alone and, like, everyone he cares about is gone. But, like, I don't know. That just gives it a, a really nice different flavor, um, but also still retaining that that Dragon Ball-ness of it all. You know, speaking of Trunks being, like, the the main source of power here, I know they did this at some point in the base game. I can't remember what fight it is. But when you unlock Super Saiyan 2, and I think you're fighting Jabra, and I, I'm pretty sure it gives you super armor, and it just starts doing, like, slowdowns on some of the attacks, you feel so incredibly powerful. It's amazing. I think it happens a couple times in yeah. the, in the yeah. base game. Yeah. yeah, it does, you know, it's a good way of giving you that feeling you have when you're watching the series of, oh, yeah, they just unlocked a new power-up. They're mm-hmm. unstoppable. Yeah, yeah, I'm the one that's unstoppable. Exactly, and they take that away, like, immediately after that fight. But that moment, I felt incredible. <laughs> <laughs> um, you you kind of hinted at this already, but the... The post game has its own post game, and I wasn't sure what I was expecting, but it went on for a while. And there, it was just like more of the same great, clever Kakarot writing, which is not a phrase that I thought <laughs> anyone would say. Um, Puar and the Legend of Yamcha was just like a great way to kick it off for me. And I don't know why Poor is so, I don't know, I mean, that's what their relationship was. Yamcha was just the best, and I have to tell everyone how great Yamcha was. <laughs> and to have Trunks thrust into this position, it's like, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, I was his disciple, I can fly around. Oh, shit, all right, let me fight these robots, okay. Uh, like, the... The situations they put you into where it's just, okay, now just fight five enemies, um, it felt earned and it felt natural, just like the uh, collect trinkets for the time machine. Like, I, I bought it. It's it, the, the way you're saying about fight these five enemies, it's <clears throat> there's a sub story before then where you are fighting basically alongside Chi Chi. Yes, and she's yes. taking down one of these robots and you take down the other three or, or however mm-hmm. that was. But yeah, it's these, these 
um, kind of boring missions, boring uh, objectives wrapped in just a great story package. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't really have anything to add to that other than, you know, it's it's just fun to see these characters going through more after all of this. I Yeah, going uh, slightly touching back on it, those Chi-Chi moments were kind of the, the highlight for me for any of those sorts of missions. Because it's like, oh good, you still can kick butt. Not that that is you know, the value of you as a character, but it's just nice to see that you haven't given it up. This is like the best written Chi-Chi in any Dragon Ball media too. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of just realizing this, like she's more than her emotions, but her emotions also define her. Like, I, I don't know how to even describe it, but Chi-Chi's awesome in this DLC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's this great like motherly energy that she still has towards Trunks mm-hmm. that's not kind of uh not in an overbearing way. She's a different Chi-Chi, an older Chi-Chi. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, she's she's fantastic in this game. This is Canon Chi-Chi is Kat Yes, Rod. yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say what every post game thing is but i just want to say the phrase guy who wanted to throw himself off a cliff because 18 was gone (laughs) (laughs) like that kind of tells you where they're going for the way that mission was written i was so fully expecting him to say something about wanting 18 to step on him (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) just go full on that energy and i thought it was a, a good way to to handle that whole climax thing where it's like oh well i'll just you know Go talk oolong into doing this. Oh, that's right. And they brought back the whole like candy thing that he eats. And like, you know, if he doesn't listen, you know, say the uh, say the word to get him to have to. And his transformations aren't perfect. Oh, it's just so good. There are so many good references to that, that it tied everything together. I'm like, man, they really cared here. I love this. Yeah, yeah. We've gushed a lot. I do want to bring up a couple things. I mentioned a couple already. Like, not my favorite with this game. Um, For all the great moments that the game has, I also feel like it undercuts itself at at several moments. And one is the aforementioned Super Saiyan transformation for Trunks, where he cries, he screams, and then, like, right after he screams, here's Shenlong, here's your score, and here's the chapter's over, like, way to completely destroy the moment there guys for whatever reason i didn't recall that being an issue for me but it might have been <laughs> i laughed out loud soon. <laughs> <laughs> i think because my score is also like ass at it's like i'm 12 years uh-huh. old <laughs> <laughs> how about you guys anything that was uh kind of like a sore point for you for me it was just those sensor robots that was really the, the worst part of the game to me i felt like i should have been doing more of trading in robot parts to that one guy I didn't do any of that stuff. Yeah, maybe let's go in that direction. Like, Ken, you said community board stuff. Uh, I didn't do anything with that here. I didn't do any um, whatever Bulma was making for Trunks. Like, I can fly. I don't care about my vehicle. I didn't do anything with that. Oh, yeah, the vehicle stuff. Like, there's more stuff to do. I just didn't see the narrative need to do so. When that guy with the robot parts, I didn't even know where he was. So I just said, well, I'm good. if it comes to the point where I have to grind out some robot robot parts, then I will. And that point never arrived. So right. it's yeah. left him alone. First time I went back to him because I'm like, oh, I've got parts was like after some sort of story progression had happened and he was no longer like standing outside of that house because I think I'd even like marked it on my map. And I'm like, where the heck is this guy? <laughs> like, and then I think I progressed the story more, came back and there he was. I was just confused for that but yeah i don't think he had like a lot of great rewards or anything which is why i kind of like dropped off on it because i'm like well i'm not not feeling rewarded for my time doing this so why Mm. would i waste it doing it same thing for like the vehicle stuff i'm like oh yeah they had this in the base game too and i don't think i did anything with that i guess it's 
if you're trophy chasing, I mean, here's more stuff for you to do so you can rack up more time in the game. But yeah, I didn't feel a, a compulsion to do any of that. There's so much that we've gushed about, uh, a couple little sore points on this um I think <laughs> I would actually recommend that someone buy the game, the base game at the lowest price. You can possibly find it on sale Buy the trunks DLC exclusively and then just play that. I think that's a great way to experience <laughs> this game. Um, and then maybe go back and play the base game. Uh, I'm looking online right now and I played it on PS4 and uh, just the trunks thing. Uh, standalone price is $20. It's down at $12. Uh, but again, it is part of the season pass as well. Um, Kakarot's been on sale pretty substantially lately. I don't know what the lowest price has been, but um, now that it's two years old, it's it's pretty easy to pick up this game. Uh, and the Switch port uh, at this point is out. I don't know if the Trunks DLC... I think it's out on that. It must be by now. So I, I saw they finally put in the uh, the card game that I also haven't touched in yeah. this game as well into the Switch version. Um, so this game is pretty widely available. It's on uh, PlayStation 4. It's on Xbox One. It's on PC. It's on uh, Switch now. There is not a next-gen port or enhancement or anything like that but can the the pc version runs at 60 doesn't it yeah i mean at, at least 60 i'm sure there are mods to make it go higher yeah, yeah i believe there are to go higher but yeah otherwise it maxes it out at 60 okay so i mean if you if you have the capability you can play this game somewhere and, and trunks is out for you uh, I don't know what other kind of like last points I have on it because I, I truly enjoyed my time with it, even with those couple uh, sticking points. I, I think this is probably some of the best Dragon Ball video game content I've played in a long time. Uh, you know, I, I love the gameplay of fighters, but to have some kind of like new and novel narrative experience for Dragon Ball, even if it's not new uh, or even novel, like the words I used aren't accurate to it because it's still mostly pulling from other things. But uh, all of those little additions, the Chi Chi stuff in particular, like play this Trunks DLC for Chi Chi. I think that's like an actual statement one can say, and I did just say, and I stand by it. I think coming back to this, especially for the Trunks stuff, um, I found that I liked more about this game than I than I disliked maybe my first time through. And I'm sure there will be pain points, but after I finished it, I did say to myself, I kind of want to go back and play that base game again <laughs> from the start and play all the way through because um, I, I did have a lot of fun doing this. So I think, you know, my mind's been changed over time. Um, but I, you know, you know, this DLC really kind of shown, especially compared to the first two, which seemed to skimp out on what people wanted. And then this one delivered completely. Now, Ken, you, again, you sunk so much time into this game multiple times already. So even after completing the trunk stuff, like, what did you go off and do? Like, what were you leveling trunks up for? Were you just trying to get all the special attacks and everything? So, yeah, I did complete most of the special attack tree, but I wanted to do the, what's it called? The VR training or, or whatever. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. In the Bulma's basement. Because I did all the bone you stuff in the base game. Yeah. Um, mostly for wiki reasons to see how far that would go <laughs> in this case i wanted to see it because they there were for some of the upper level challenges where you have to fight like 17 and 18 but they're higher level and then you fight dabra at a higher level and cell at a higher level uh you unlock um dragon encyclopedia entries and so, I... or Z encyclopedia so that's what i did i just i went to the the highest one gotcha. and to make those an easy experience especially because cell he'll 
he'll suck you. And it's really <laughs> frustrating. So I, I had trunks really high level uh, to do that. So I did some grinding. The, the encyclopedia entries aren't <laughs> very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing worth talking about in there. Okay. Right. No, not really. Uh, this sounds like a pretty highly acclaimed from the three of us here. Uh, recommended that folks check out. Though at this point, again, it came out last July. If you were going to play it, you probably played it. But then again, we didn't all play it right away. Uh, and it was only under threat of doing a podcast episode that some of us <laughs> finished it in time. I think I was the last one uh, to wrap it up, even though it's my damn show. But you know, that's how I roll sometimes. I am so pleased that you guys liked it as much as you did, because I thought I was going to come in here and be the Kakarot apologist again. <laughs> so I'm glad that it's pretty unanimous this time. Heck yeah. You changed my mind on the whole game, Ken. So good job. I think uh, yes. Banda Namco should cut you a check. Hey, <laughs> anytime. Ken the influencer checks in the mail. Uh, Ken, is there anything? We're gonna. This is the end of the show. Um, I. This is another line in the sand. I now proclaim this to be the end of the show. Uh, we've already recommended it. Ken, anything you want to plug? Game streams, podcast, art on Twitter? Uh, yeah, I don't do the podcast as much. Uh, that's pretty infrequent. <coughs> cough, cough. Um, but, uh, yeah, I stream sometimes twitch.tv slash detective X and, you know, I, uh, I post uh, aggressive fan art on my Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash detective X. How about any wiki articles calling to you? you know, we all kind of took a little bit of a holiday break and yeah, I know that <laughs> the wiki channel is on discord is not very active anymore, but, uh, yeah, I mean, still on my, on my conscience, my wiki conscience <laughs> is that, that Frieza soldier entry. I want to, I want to get that as fleshed out as possible. I love that page. There's so many pages I love that I want everyone to read. Trez isn't here. Let's just publish it. <laughs> make it live. Surprise. I pay the bills. I can do that, right? <laughs> <laughs> you might just have to deal with someone to be upset at you, but yeah. That's okay. Uh, Randy, we got a podcast, huh? Yeah, yeah, we do. I mean, that's the name of the show. Uh, me and Doug Drabaz uh, do a uh, competing Dragon Ball podcast called We Got a Podcast. Yeah, it's not a competition. It's all, <laughs> I joke, it's it's all in jest. Um, of course. It's, it's really weird for me because I've known you guys for so long, so I'm listening to it. And I'm just like, oh, I'm just listening to Randy and Doug. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, you know, I for sure got my inspiration to do podcasts from you because, uh, you know, you it was, yours was the first show I'd ever listened to podcast wise. But um, uh, we love the series, too, and we wanted to have an excuse to talk to each other more. So uh, we got a podcast, uh, Dragon Ball from A to Z. Um, we're on a hiatus right now because I just need. Yeah, so break. I wanted to talk about that. So yeah, you yeah, guys, yeah, yeah. You started the the podcast and you're like, oh, we're gonna review the movies and 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 then you kind of got through those and then you know not even without having to read between the lines. I just listened to you guys on the show and you're like, oh shit, what do we do now? <laughs> Yeah, we didn't, I guess, didn't expect to go further, but we still have a lot more to do and to cover and uh, to help make sure that uh, it wasn't be, oh, we're just on a hiatus and then never come back. Uh Um, We made sure to schedule what we were going to do next. So we've roped in uh, Mary uh, to come in and talk about uh, the Trunks TV special, because uh, that's one of the things we haven't touched yet. So um, we'll be back in action. I don't know when this show will come out. Probably this week. Okay, well, then we're recording next Monday. So then the week after that, it'll be out. Um, so then we're going to get back into it. I don't know what we'll do more of, but you know, we always enjoy having guests on and whatever they want to talk about. So uh, Ken, of course, if you ever wanted to, we could talk about stuff. Um, same Anytime. for Mike. 
Sweet. Um, but otherwise, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention it. I know it doesn't exist yet, but I have the entire show recorded. I just need to edit it. I have another podcast coming out. So if you uh, are interested in Revolutionary Girl Utena, uh, just take a look for um, Revolutionary Podcast Utena, which is me and another friend named Jared. Um, I've seen the show before, he hasn't, and uh, we're just going through, watching it together, and then talking about it in a couple episode chunks, and then of course the movie. Um, so, at least it's out there. If you've, this comes out, then that means that I have to complete editing that exactly. whole show. And yeah, yeah. So, making my own commitments here. Uh, as for me, I'm going to see what I can do with podcast episodes. <laughs> I have so many in the planning stages, some of which I've talked about in chat, some of which are just bouncing around in my brain um it's always just a matter of scheduling this one came together so wonderfully i am very appreciative of that um i actually have an upcoming guest spot in another podcast that i'll i'll plug uh and we'll probably include just directly in the podcast feed too when it's out um but i haven't recorded it yet and i don't want to jinx it so wait until that's out and then you'll know that it's out uh we'll be talking about a thing that you'd expect us to cover on this show and i probably still will at some point uh separately from talking about it there because i have other folks i want to talk about it with and maybe that's enough of a hint. It's a thing that came out at the very end of last year that is uh, monumentally important to the history of Dragon Ball in Akira Toriyama. Uh, other than that, uh, the website is continuing. The website is always continuing. Uh, we got news articles that still go up. We got content things. Um, we got a second part of a Zenfai translation that I keep procrastinating on. It's still my fault. We talked about it like a year ago and I still don't have it up. But in the meantime, we did put part one up. Uh, so if you haven't read that, if you're exclusively a podcast listener, um, you have a lot of stuff you can go check out on the site. Uh, it's a three-part, It's I wouldn't call it an interview, it's actually a, a panel in person from 2019. It's just a get-together talking about Unity, like the, the video game programming environment thing. But then it's just a bunch of Japanese developers talking about game development. Uh, and so it was a three-part article that went up uh, in Japanese. Uh, and Jose did uh, part one already. Uh, and Kazuhiko Torishima just drops some like knowledge and history bombs throughout this series. It's amazing. So uh, check that out for sure. And then everything else we post on the homepage. Other than that, uh, I would be remiss not to mention the other content content she was posting across the internet. Yes, every Saturday night we still play Mario Kart, so you can check that out on Twitch. Uh, and spawned from that have come some minor Dragon Ball conversations. I, I cut them out and put them up on the Consensu YouTube page. So if you're missing some just like casual Dragon Ball conversation uh, from Consensu related folks, you can check that out. I am making content on TikTok as well. Um, so you sound so excited. Fellow children, uh, please subscribe to Consenshu on TikTok. It's wild. So the most recent thing I put up was uh, me sharing an article I love, uh, a selection of an article from uh, 1996 in, in America that I think just nails the character of Goku. Um, I've, I've cited it so many times, so I wanted to read it aloud in a video. And I put it up on TikTok, on Instagram, and on Twitter. On Twitter, all the responses are like, man, this is, it's so well written and it really encapsulates Goku as a character. Thank you so much for sharing, blah, 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 blah. Instagram, radio silence, just lots of likes. TikTok, people genuinely having Goku versus Superman arguments in the comments. <laughs> like, okay. You, I did say the word Superman. Them. I did say the word Superman. 
That's not what this is actually about, though. So I'm concerned about our TikTok viewership <laughs> and what's going on with the children these days. Well, actually, we should consider uh, Saitama would he win against the Goku <laughs> or Superman. Thought we had a conversation about this voice last night. And wait, I did tell you to use it throughout the entirety of the episode. I had to sneak it in. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. No, it was good. I appreciate it. Um. Anyway, check out some of those videos. Some of them are dumb little things. Others are I put a little more effort into. It all depends on what I have going on that day or that week. Um. Just little things that I feel like are, are worth sharing or talking about um, that require a little less effort than pulling together an entire podcast episode. Uh, and two uh, examples so far, I have done like monthly compilations on YouTube. So if you just want to watch them, although for February, there, there were a couple that I couldn't actually used because they used copyrighted music or something. I didn't want to get uh, notifications on the YouTube channel. So it ended up only being like two real clips and then one of a silent television. <laughs> so maybe follow the actual social channels in addition to the YouTube thing uh, to, to catch everything there. That all said, www.kanzenshuu.com. That is kanzenshu.com. That is the home of everything that you were listening to right now Keith has some stuff planned for the site in the near future uh, I see a message from him right now we got something else to talk about to get that wrapped up uh, I know he's been making some tweaks I'm excited for that to roll out we got a lot coming your way in 2022 I think it's going to be uh, a big year for Dragon Ball big year for us uh, obviously we have a movie next month hopefully we can send Julian over to the theater I love always having Julian do the like release day in Japan podcast episode recordings like coming back from the theater talking about a new movie it's it's an amazing experience so hopefully we can do that again so that's where i'm gonna leave it thank you everyone i had a wonderful time thank you again to ken thank you again to randy you can check them out in the aforementioned places whether that is uh reading or listening or watching we will see you next time here on consensu the podcast You did it! You did a show, Mike! <laughs> You're back on the wagon?